Are we good? Well, we're recording now, so it's gonna. <laughs> I love it Gosh. because I've I keep leaving the room and like my family is just like looking at me and I'm like, don't worry about it. I we haven't started yet. <laughs> oh my gosh, I know it's like nobody coming here and recording, and then it takes like three hours just to figure out how to turn it on. <laughs> yeah, and then I like can't even stand up. I'm just like, Whoa. <laughs> okay, we made it. We did it. We're recording another episode. Woohoo! God, we're so good at this. It's getting so much harder. <laughs> so hard. Oh, so much responsibility. The pressure. No, the the audio. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I was just joking about the pressure. I don't give a fuck about any of that. But uh, yeah, the audio was so, so fun. Oh, okay. Should I tell him what I did? Sure. Okay, so was, the audio was like, I couldn't hear her. And then all of a sudden I heard it, but it was like really quiet. And, and I was so, like, hello. And so I was like trying to figure out where it's coming from because I have like three different headsets trying to figure it out. So I pick up the microphone and I put it really close to my ear as if she was inside the microphone. Oh, but I, I wish played, I had a video of that. I played along though. I was like, hello, help me. <laughs> I was like, I think you're in the microphone. I was like, I'm uh, here, come get me. <laughs> that's not how it works. <laughs> well, it sounds more fun that way, to be honest. Yeah, I thought I was having like a, a Alice in Wonderland moment. Oh, I love it. Okay, Ugh. so super fast. I think we should just tell very succinctly our origin story because we still haven't told that. And I really like origin stories. So I think we should just like get it out of the way. Just let everyone know that moment that you decided that we were going to be best friends. I thought we told that already. Did we not? No, we talked about telling people about it, but we never ended up telling people about it. Oh, okay. That's funny. Okay, go ahead. Oh, you want me to go? Oh, well, okay. I guess it's more my story because I feel like I made the first move. You did, which is why I was like <laughs> kind of, you know, teeing it up for you. And you just like threw, okay. it right back. You threw it right back at me and I was like, fuck. I wasn't ready for this. <laughs> oh, okay. It's my start. Well, so basically, um, we started, well, we worked together, but I happened, I had my first kid. So I was on maternity leave when she started there. And, mm -hmm. and so had you heard about me or did you know who I was? Yeah. There were like rumors that you were coming back. It was like, oh no. Yeah. It was like Francine had her baby and then she's going to be back. And I was like, all right, cool. It's like this. Were they like good shit. rumors or bad rumors? No, I think it was good. I mean, you know, people just like to like talk about anything. So it was just kind of like a fact, like not good or bad. It was just like, you know, she had her baby and now she's back. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. Well, um, so I came back and I was out for like five months on maternity leave and everybody was different. So before we would start our shifts, we'd have these little meetings where you get around and they like discuss the days, the things that's going on in the day and blah, blah, blah. Pre and yeah, pre-shift meetings. And I walk up and it's my first day back and I'm like kind of nervous. Well, maybe it wasn't my first day back, but maybe it's my first time seeing you. And I'm kind of nervous and I didn't know anybody. And it's like, Oh, I feel like I'm starting all over again. And then I see Emma standing there and I'm like, Oh, she looks cool. Like she has tattoos and stuff. Then I hear her talking about what she did that weekend for her birthday. <laughs> and I'm like, Oh my gosh. So I hear her. She's like, Oh yeah. So it was my birthday, uh, March 25th. 
which by the way was also my husband's birthday and I was like oh that's that's kind of crazy and she's like for my birthday I went to to LA and I went to a cat museum and she like starts telling all this stuff and I like I'm like oh my gosh she is the coolest person and I like Loki you know like when you find somebody and you're like I want to be best friends with them but then there's like that awkward like how do I ask them out on a date kind of thing like how do I start this yeah for and sure. so I just kind of like but you weren't even talking to me, but I was like, okay, I got to make this happen. Like, we are going to be best friends. And so I got to just, like, snuck up and, like, just listen awkwardly probably and never said anything to you. I, I couldn't even talk to you because, like, I'm a nerd. But I thought, oh, my gosh, this is so cool. Like, I love cats. Like, I, why didn't she invite me? I would have gone. You <laughs> <laughs> didn't even, like, didn't even know me yet. <laughs> yeah and then um I think like later I told you like you I don't even think you re- had like noticed I was there because it was like oh hey Francine I heard whatever blah blah and then like maybe a year later into our friendship I I was like um so I wanted to tell you something <laughs> I wanted you to be my like- best friend <laughs> or maybe I think actually you were like, oh, it's my birthday. I was like, oh, yeah, I remember you went to the cat museum last year. And you're like, what? How did you know Okay, that? wait. So really quick fact check. It was a cat art show. Oh, it was so, an art show? Was it yeah, in a museum? So I, it might have been in a museum. It was in downtown LA in, like, just, like, a rented out space. And we, like, had to park in one of those, like, super sketchy parking lots. It's, like, super... The You're like, I hope was, my car is going to be here when I come back kind of Well, deal. kind of. But the thing for me was like, I still had my stick shift at this time. So like, I wasn't even sure that I would be able to like get up. Like if someone came behind me, I probably would have crashed into their car because just, you know, I'm not, I wasn't that good at it. It's like, it terrifies me, but I did it. <laughs> but then, so then we go into this like rented out space and it's just like a, a art show dedicated to art that features cats so like all these artists painted (laughs) cats and like they're like just it was really incredible it was like truly one of the best days of my life (laughs) yeah and you didn't even invite me rude well yeah yep yep and that's um that's when I knew that we were gonna be best friends but like I had to like kind of stalk her a little bit yeah to get her to like me yeah well that sounds really creepy. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like I just knew, like okay, I get I gotta, it. You're I like, gotta okay, get this. You're like, she likes cats. What else can we hook up about that will like you know make her not hate me? Right, and then I was, yeah. and then I didn't realize that you were like, um, like high man on the totem pole. And... Yeah, it was like kind of kind of such a big deal. You were really scared of me, which like, well, because always... you were like the boss lady, kind of. I wasn't scared of you. I just tried to make a good impression because I wanted to be your best friend. Okay, well that makes that makes me feel better because I've I've actually gotten feedback like when we were in the restaurant industry, like managers actually had to give me feedback because like I made someone cry one time just by like what? telling them <laughs> Okay. You but, did? Like, okay, but listen, I just like I'm very matter of fact. Like I I think that people can probably tell that from this podcast. Like, I don't want to fuck around. Like, I just want to get to the point, you know? Like, I'm not interested in, like, playing games. Like, unless unless it's a game that I want to play, 
then I'm in, you know what I mean? But like going through daily life, like I don't need to fucking be nice to you to tell you to like clean the soy sauce bottle. But like one of my managers, I was like having a hard time, like once I got into the leadership position, because like I felt like people hated me. And one of my managers was like, well, you should probably like be nicer. And I was like, what? What? Yeah. He's like, um, you know, it's just sometimes you come off like, you know, too too harsh and I was like wow okay that's great wow. yeah super I never weird. got that but like well like that's well, like people in the restaurant industry anyways they're like wah I had to do my yeah. side work well I mean I don't know that he was necessarily wrong I mean this was like in the beginning of my leadership career was it <laughs> my, the guy my... that always said high fives in hand or oh god um was it him no, it wasn't anyone that you know. Okay, yes. Um, okay, so our Patreon episode will be coming out, like, very soon. Like, it, <laughs> it'll it'll be up when this is up, or, like, the next day? Maybe, uh, probably the next on. day. I was yeah. gonna say Monday, but we will see. Yeah, well, when this episode gets released, there will either be a Patreon for you to find, or it will be there the next day. So... Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you could go do that, and for a dollar, you could hear our f- episodes on um, Down to Earth with Zach Efron and whatever the guy's name is from Shake- Shakeologies. His name's Darren. Not- oh, okay. Yeah, Darren. I don't um, know his last name. I just want yeah, to Darren. Whatever. It doesn't matter. We- Zach Efron's <laughs> the real important part, and then <laughs> the rest is just background noise. Um, Speaking okay, of background what- noise really fast... I know that was like so perfect I still have the baby here so um I she really likes me and so if you hear things like hiccups or things that's her so sorry well I wouldn't apologize because actually the baby noises got rave reviews on the last episode (laughs) so I think her being the third co-host is just really you know women empowerment she's a baby let her be a baby. Y'all can fuck off and just shut your, nose, your noses if you don't want to hear the baby. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. All right. But it's hard. Is that like, enough? Is that is that enough being mean to everybody? Should we? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Like we need to talk about you being nicer, honestly. See, this is what I mean. <laughs> no, no, no. Okay. Can I tell them what we're talking about today? Because I'm kind of excited. Yeah, I would like if you would just, like, take over from here and I could just continue drinking. Oh, but there are some things that I will be talking about at the end. We'll get into this stuff, but at the end, I really want to talk about this cocktail that I made and your dinner that you made tonight and also just, like, some random philosophy stuff. So if that interests you, then, you know, you can listen to the whole episode and not just stop. Okay. Okay, go ahead. Take over. Okay, so... Um, I'm sure last episode you heard me talk about the girl. I, I like. I feel bad to like keep bringing her up, but like I am watching this girl's MLM journey unfold in front of my eyes, and I just can't help but like recognize. Oh, oh no! Hold on, sorry. Um, so I can't help but like watch this this girl's journey unfold and see so many parallels to your journey and so it got me thinking like what is this company that she's working for and 
like what what is going on like who are these people because like I mentioned before in her little posts and stuff she does not advertise the name of the company like I was like oh I gotta look up that company and then it took me probably like eight posts of hers to find the name of the company and then even she never mentioned it it was like somebody that was like medfast question mark and then somebody else commented no op or optavia i gotta pronounce it right because it's it's pronounced it's not like octavia Mm, i don't know because like in all of their like uh um not merchandise with sword like Uh, our logos marketing opta is in bold and then via is regular so that's why i'm thinking it's optavia yeah i actually got the same vibes yeah so so i was like huh why can't she name this and what's the deal so we're gonna go through a little bit about optavia and just talk about that kind of like a deep dive sort of kind of um and then talk about this girl and like what she's what i've seen and what she's experiencing probably right now ver uh through your eyes yeah because you have a very similar i've seen similar posts even though they're completely different products you have the exact same uh versions of of these issues that it seems like she's already having in her three months of being an MLMer, you know yeah and what i really love about this is that what i want to do with the with the podcast most of the time is just kind of like talk about psychology stuff and like you know what what's really going on here and like kind of my life and what I'm doing but like we can do that through the lens of like what's happening to this other person which I think is super cool and um yeah so it's like a it's like a I think people really hated when we titled our episodes deep dives because it's really not a deep dive it's just kind of like the very first you know general stuff you can find you know like we're not spending a bunch of money and time on like resources we're just trying to like understand stuff for ourselves yeah but, it just felt yeah. like a deep deep dive when you started to look into it because you would yeah. like start and this is how what happened with this like once once I start telling you about it it's like you go from one point and they're all interconnected and it's another company that did that like and then they're all the same people and it's just it's a yeah lot. it's it's so much and it's but it's so interesting to just keep continuing to see those things and like my my intention was never to just have it be a one-off like it was supposed to be like you know this is the first part of the deep dive on this company and when we get like more interesting deeper dive information we'll do a part two you know so I don't know it's just I guess that's still an option just I'm just really going with the flow there's not I just I'm letting go of like everything I can't control and you know it's just just like all organic you know yeah we're super authentic we're like so (laughs) authentic and we do things we do things with so much intention like I just can't even (laughs) oh no don't say that it's gonna piss a lot of people off what no I don't that how is that gonna piss anyone off it's a joke it's funny I'm kidding I think they don't like when we talk like valley girls oh well (laughs) I'm going to talk more like a valley girl just to fucking lean into it. Y'all, y'all, mm, mm, okay, stop me. You you go ahead. I need someone to stop me. <laughs> yeah, just drink your cocktail. We're good. Okay. Okay, so Op- Octavia. So it is a, a weight loss MLM. 
and it is um, not formally known as Metafast, but have you heard of Metafast? Uh, no, actually, I don't think so. Metafast is um, came out in the 80s, and it is also a weight loss program, which does not include the MLM side of it. So okay. the people that owned Metafast... Um, and their diet plan and all their research and all that, they just took um, another company, or they took that name and put another name on it and then added coaches, the MLM aspect of it, and then they called it something. But then they just, again, recently changed it to um, Optavia. I, it's so hard for me to say. I want to say Optavia. <laughs> and so I, that's why I keep going I think Octavia. I think that you should just say it however you want. It literally doesn't matter. Like, there's no one that's going to knock on the door of this podcast and be like, excuse me. It is Octavia. It's so confusing. Oh, are you? Okay. I'm trying. I'm trying. You do you, boo boo. Okay. So, so it was Metafast. And then they did um, this company called Take Shape for Life. Um, and then Take Shape for Life turned into Optavia, and then they added more products, more food products, and um, the extensive coaching network, which is their, like, selling point as to why this will be successful, um, is all these coaches, right? And then they added a bunch more coaches. Um, so, yeah, it's been around since the 80s, just different versions. And also the company Med- Metafast has, like, uh, subsidiary companies, like, probably about eight of them, of different names, different... What? Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, you know, I just was like, huh, I'm going to put all these names into the FTC and see what comes up. Um, and, you know, that it, it came up. <laughs> I'm so, like, I'm shaking. I'm so excited. I'm just like, tell me more. Okay, so one of the diet plan... One of the, their other subsidiary companies um, got in a $3.7 million civil penalty settlement with the FTC because they violated, um, you know, the unsupporting claims about weight loss clause of laws. So, um, yeah, so this company has gone through the most of the drama with FTC. Uh, if you go on the Optavia website... They have a huge, like, section about literally examples of what you can claim and what you can say. Like, you can say this. You can say this with this picture and make sure you put a disclaimer like this. It also is prohibited from misrepresenting any doctor or health professional or endorsing recommendations as, like, a weight loss program or weight loss product or dietary supplement, which um, they do. (laughs) Right, which is, like, probably why they're so adamant about not putting the name of the company on the post and, like, DMing everyone is because they're not supposed to be marketing it the way they are. Oh, that's interesting. Like, that's my first thought. Wow. I just thought, like, she was embarrassed, but that could be one theory. Because, okay, so we were talking about this earlier today before we started recording, but this is the company that we mentioned one of the LuLaRoe mentors left 
and joined this company and her post when she joined, like after she left LuLaRoe and like started this new venture was I had to hunt down through multiple different posts and tags of people, like what the name of the company was because it was so hush hush. And the only way that I found it was like through a piece of a logo in someone's profile picture. It like wasn't even obvious. I had to like try and figure it out. So it's like, I think the fact that you just said that is probably, it just kind of put two and two together for me. It sounds like it's pretty purposeful. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Considering this new, this friend or, you know, acquaintance of yours is now doing the exact same thing. I mean, that's not a coincidence. Yeah, really. Interesting. Okay. That's, that's a thing. Yeah. That's a thought. Just, just so a like, thought. If you don't say the company's name, you could still make false claims. <laughs> right. That, like, okay, look, I can rationalize anything. So when I see these companies trying to, like, be shady, I'm like, okay, I'm sure that's how they got to it. Because, like, I'm pretty good at, like, rationalizing myself into, like, being able to do anything. You know what I mean? It's, like, a problem. Ooh. It's not a, It's not a good thing. I'm not saying I'm not, like, promoting it. I'm just saying, like, it's just, like, a special skill that I have, you know? yeah (laughs) to just manipulate myself into doing things that's that is I mean that could be a good or a bad thing so I could see that yeah I'm trying to use it to my advantage now which is nice but if you like don't if you're not aware of it and you just kind of like let it control your life it's a yeah I mean you guys have heard this podcast I'm a mess (laughs) 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 which is a good skill if you want to rationalize why you're spending so much money on MLMs and not reaping the rewards. Yeah, that's why I was so good at LuLaRoe for so long in my own universe. Hmm, interesting. Yeah. Okay, so this company, I went to the website and I put in, like, you could take this little quiz to see, like, what kind of program is good for you, which basically I think they're all the same. It just depends, like, on how many meals that you get. So, from what it looks like, they're very vague on, like, I couldn't find any prices on their direct website or, like, what exactly they sell. Like, it's very, like, hush-hush, and I think that's where the coach comes in because in order to get any of that information, they're like, let us connect you to a coach. And, and it's, it's like, like no, yeah. but I just want to look. <laughs> I don't want to get involved in that. <laughs> I think it's probably really expensive and, like, the consultations you have with the coach are like 30 minute consults, which is what I saw the ex Lularo mentor advertising, you know, it's probably oh, like, yeah. it's like a time, it's like a timeshare thing where like, they want you to be there because they know that they have the tools set up to get you to say yes. If you can, right. if you like, if you'll stick along, you are able to stick through the whole 30 minute conversation. By the end of that, I can guarantee you, they probably get you to say yes, because they, they use the manipulation tools. Like, they know what they're right. doing. That's what I'm trying to say is like, this stuff isn't on accident. Like this is so purposeful. They're so, yeah. inten- they're so intentional. Like, you know what I mean? Oh, they're so intentional. I mean, that all makes sense because yeah, if I were to look at the product and be like, wow. So I found that for a month, um, they say that, uh, on another website, not, so I don't know how real this is. Another website, it said it was for 119 meals, which the, um, the the one that I was recommended was called the five in one plan. So I have to have five of their meals and one of my own that they would recommend. And every day? 
Yeah, they're like small portions that you order from them somehow. They're like different. Let me see if I can find where I said um, what exactly. They prefer to eat more often throughout the day rather than. They don't call them meals. They call them fuelings. So it's just oh. a little bit of a little bit of fuel for your body, you know. <laughs> so they're fifty delicious, convenient, nutritionally interchangeable, scientifically designed fuelings. Oops. Um. So that That's includes right. shakes, it, soups, bars, hot beverages, hearty choices, biscuits, pretzels, puddings, and brownies. So. It, this is interesting. So each fueling has a nearly identical nutritional profile designed by our team of food scientists and refined by our registered dietitians and nutrition team. Oh, my so God. <laughs> they're all made up of the same amount of protein, carbs, and fat, and they add in some vitamins, it sounds like, and they're like, like flavors. Like, yeah. Like- uh, no, they're not flavors. They're actually like meals. So, like, you can get, like, a soup or, like, a, oh. a, put, a brownie, and whatever is added in there – it all equals the same amount of protein, carbs, and fat, supposedly. So they're all interchangeable. So they're like little tiny portions, portion-controlled meals. So I would, according to my weight and age and, like, goals of whether I wanted to lose weight or whatever, which, um, so I would supposed to have five of these little portions, um, and then... I have one of my own meal, which is called a lean and green meal. So they recommend it's like five ounces of protein plus a certain serving of vegetables. And that you purchase on your own and you make it for yourself on your own. So according to this other website um, that I found, it says that the plans range from 400 to 450 for 119 servings. So that's three weeks worth of food. So, three weeks worth of food. I feed my whole family for a month <laughs> on that. Yeah. So, I mean, they're saying that's about 13 to 15 per day, but that doesn't include the meal that you have to have yourself, which, according to this website, the additional grocery tab won't break the bank. You'll be buying mainly vegetables and a little protein, but you're buying five ounces of protein a day. So, five ounces of protein, I mean, yeah, you can buy five ounces of a chicken breast and it wouldn't be that expensive, but... For three weeks of that, like... No, that's not... No. It adds up. So It adds up... Oh, yeah. This is pissing me off to no end because I've been working so hard on, like, budgeting our family's, like, food needs. And it's just, like, oh, oh. Yeah, so, like, I spend that... Uh, probably less than that. Like, I try to do $200 every two weeks. So, I, I'm about, for my family, five. But we, I have small kids, so it's really just me and my husband, like, that eat mostly. They just right. eat little. But we try to budget $400 for our food. And, um, so that would be like me spending that on just, and the, the, the portions are really small. So, I mean, if you had the money to spend, I could see how it's worth it. Um, and it does, um, it's portion control, which, and you're supposed to supposedly in some weight loss, like schemes, you're supposed to eat smaller meals consistently throughout the day. Okay. But so, I hate this so much because it sounds like what they're doing is they're just using macros. They're just packaging macros for people that like, so people don't have to think about what they're eating themselves. It's like, here's the macro that you're supposed to eat. Like, do you know what macros are? Yeah. Protein, okay, fat, carbs. Yeah. I figured that you did, but like, I don't know. I know it because of my long history with diet culture, but like, 
it just seems like just another way to control and try to like simplify and package up what people think you need. But like all of this is so frustrating to someone who like has broken free from this diet culture and like understanding that like I don't need to be different than what I already am to like exist or be worthy, you know? So like it's so frustrating. (laughs) Well, and if you also look at the pictures, like, you cannot get your nutritional needs from a brownie for a meal. Yeah, like, you're supposed I'm... to have a variety of, like, you know, it. I mean, I'm not an expert, and I'm not, this is strictly for weight loss. Like, no buts about it. They try to peddle a healthy lifestyle, but it is about it's weight It's about loss. what you look like. Yeah, it's about yeah. what you look like. It's about saying that you will have more value if you weigh less. Right. That's saying that like you're you you're going through a tough time in your life and you know you're stressed out and so you're gaining weight, but like, you know, don't let that stop you from adding more stress to your life. You should lose weight too. Ugh. Right. But the original concept from Metafast was uh meal replacement products. So this is kind of evolved into like, look, you can have five small portion meals a day, but it's not a complete meal. It's like like one of them looks like mashed potatoes. And then there's another one that's like a pasta dish and a brownie and a soup. So like, and even on the the girl's Facebook page, one of the comments was like, I'm eating my potatoes. And like, that was her small portion of meal. So, I mean, I don't know. I'm not going to make any health claims or say, but like, it is a weight loss company. Like that is, and they try to say like, it's, it's all health oriented. And then you, you know, you make sure you do like, make sure you exercise and da, 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 da. but it's not an exercising program. It's strictly like they recommend that you exercise 30 minutes per day, but it's mostly about eating to lose weight. Of course, because MLM's whole model is trying to make people think that they need to be different than what they are and that they need to consume like that people need to consume product to be different. And so what they're doing is, they're saying like, okay, we had this company before and we weren't as successful or we're not making as much money as we wanted to just selling weight loss products. Now we're going to turn it into an MLM model and just try to exploit people so that we can make more money off of their perceived notion that they need to be different. Right. Like this, they're just, they've literally created this MLM branch to like take advantage of people. It's not about a healthy lifestyle. These people know what they're doing. Diet culture doesn't work. It doesn't work. It's not meant to work because then you would stop buying their products. Like if you lost weight and kept weight off, you would no longer need diet culture products. And that's not what they want because we fucking live in a capitalistic society. Like they want you to consume their products until you die, even if their (laughs) products kill you. Well, that is a good segue into um, their claim of a clinical trial and the success of their clinical trial. Um, in all of their clinical trials that were funded by themselves, they found success. Oh. <laughs> and like 70% of the, like 70% of the people that did this, you know, lost weight, which if you, if you eat smaller portions and consume less calories, like you're going to lose weight. Right. But like, is this a sustainable lifestyle for the rest of your life? And, um, there's several clinical trials and studies, like one of them by, um, uh what's the company hold on let me think is it i'm forgetting it what kind of johnson and wales 
or John Hopkins, John Hopkins. I was like, it's the, uh, so, uh, all in all the Metafast clinical, so the Optiva, Optivia, or whatever the F. <laughs> Octavia, Octavia. I'm sorry, I can't. Octavia. Octavia. No, o- Octavia. God, Octavia. Octavia. Okay. Octavia. Got it. Um, Octavia didn't have any clinical trials or anything. They're still using the Metafast clinical trials that were funded by Metafast, like back in the day. So, um, John Hopkins did a study that found um, that it actually wasn't successful in long-term weight loss. So, and it did, it, it wasn't just the Metafast diet. They did a lot of these, like, programs in their study included a bunch of different uh, different weight loss programs but they they basically found like any of these like advertised programs are not sustainable huh uh for long term wow metafast was named in that study as one of them i my jaw is just on the floor but yeah if you look on their website and they because that's one of the things like that it says uh clinical trials and this clinical trial like the success but like you also have to pay attention to like who did those trials and who exactly. funded them and who and what's and- the sample size that's a thing that really bothers me about a lot of these things that i see because i mean like this doesn't matter at all and i'm not important but i was a bio major for like a really long time and i did a lot of you know research papers and like things like that and had to like do all science shit and like i see these freaking sample sizes and it's like on a survey of 45 women in midwest nebraska or something and it's like okay well like that literally is not a sample size it means anything like right it's, it's absolutely ridiculous and like like just like you're saying it's just it's all you have to pay attention to the details because they just are trying to sh- lie to you right yeah um and so like i want to like i like i literally i don't want to keep bringing this girl because i feel guilty like she doesn't know about this like that i've been watching her and like i'm talking about her but she she wants you to watch her that's the point of social media when you're posting stuff like that is like okay when they teach you to post stuff like this on social media this is what they tell you they say okay in the beginning probably not you're not going to get a lot of engagement and people aren't going to care what you're doing but you just have to keep posting and like post this and post that and like eventually people will be curious about what you're doing that makes you look so great and then it's just like it's all part of the process like they don't care that you're not responding because you're still seeing their posts so, like, if you weren't self-aware enough and, like, making this podcast and, like, watching it happen, you would still be seeing all those posts. But, like, in the back of your head, you might be thinking, like, well, what is it that she's doing? And that's why people get trapped is because they they fall for the traps that are set for them because we don't know to look out for them. Like, yeah. this, it's a freaking trap. And you're watching well, yeah. it be set. And the culture of us, like, because we've gone through this, too, like... 
we I, I know you've gone through it because I've we've talked about this, but like I would do anything to lose weight and you see somebody else doing it. And you're like, OK, what did you do to lose weight? Because like I need to do that, too. And then you think about it and it's like, I know what it takes to lose weight. I just don't want to. I want the easy way out. I want what that girl's doing because she made it look so easy. You right. Know? Like we all know what it takes to lose weight. We just don't want. I don't want to do it that way. I, I don't want to watch what I eat and exercise. I want to do what she's doing because she's that, posting pictures of her eating fast food and like, like, you know. Revital U does the same bullshit with their crack coffee. It's like, look at me eating my big fat burger. I'm a Carl's Jr. sexy model. And then they're just like, you know, but don't worry. I drink crack on the side to keep me skinny. It's like, yeah. that's their marketing tool. It's so weird. But it's, ugh. Yeah, she posted a, a big fat burger and was like, can you believe I'm losing weight while eating this? <laughs> yes, you're on like amphetamines. <laughs> I was like, oh no, uh, don't do that. But, um, uh, and it's, but the frustrating part is that like, okay, we were talking about validation earlier today and like, this is the bad type. If you were going to label things good or bad, to me, this is like the bad type of validation because you're you're searching for validation for something that you don't already know is true about yourself. Like if I'm insecure about something and like reach out for validation for that thing, it's not going to help me be secure in it because I'm I'm still insecure. Like I only try to get validation for things that I'm already know about myself. Like I think I'm funny. Fuck you guys. Like you're going to think I'm funny, too. And if you validate me for being funny, then that's great. You know, but like if I think I'm fat and I'm constantly looking for people to tell me I'm not fat, it's not going to make me feel skinny because I'm still going to feel fat. Right. You know, like you told me I looked great today when we FaceTimed and I just like haven't done anything differently. I'm still like my big old fatty blob that like, (laughs) you know, like I haven't. Well, no, but like it's just funny because like I haven't lost weight. Like, but I'm I just, not like, commenting on your weight. When I say you look great, like, I don't look at you and go, oh, you're skinny, so you look great right now. Oh, you're fat, so you don't look good. I'm commenting on, like, you look happy, your skin is clear, you're, right. like, stretching your stuff. See, but that's, like, that's the way we should be looking at people. Like, I'm saying that we're doing, well, this is going to sound so annoying. We're doing it right, and you're doing <laughs> it wrong. Don't even go there. Such a bitch. Oh, I'm so awful. <laughs> But like we like I I'm not saying that like I'm doing it right like this is terrible but like ugh, I'm probably gonna cut all of this I don't know how it's gonna sound afterwards but like you know what I mean though like it's just I don't I don't think like I I'm guilty of that to some degree I'm well, not gonna say all, like we all are though that's what I'm trying to say is that like it's hard not but to I be, think but that's what to, that's what the culture needs to change to is you don't look at somebody and I think it is going that way because now like. It used to be if you're skinny, you're beautiful, but now there's so many different body types out there that are considered beautiful now before when it wasn't like that and it just had to do with weight. And I think our generation is knocking that out. And that's, but I think the reason that we're able to do that is because people who have been marginalized, like, you know, or told that they were less than because of X, Y, or Z, whatever it is. Oh, fuck. The computer did it again. Oh, I'm going to be so pissed. Oh, it's still recording. Okay. So it's like the people who are sick and tired of being told that they're not good enough because of X, Y, and Z are now all of a sudden, or like have been for a long time. But I think a lot of, you know, we've made a lot of progress in the last recent years. It's like people are standing up and saying like, fuck you. No, it's not okay for you to think that about me. 
Right. Yeah. You know, like it, this is, I'm, I'm perfect as I am. And you all are, we're all fucked up. You know what I mean? Like, that's my thing is that for me to feel good about myself is not telling anyone else that they're not good enough. I'm allowed to feel fucking good about myself. And that doesn't take away anyone else's validation. You know, like everyone is still valid, no matter what I think about myself, you know, but we're all looking to kind of be like, well, am I valid in your eyes? Like, because if I'm valid in someone else's eyes, it means I can, I'm valid. You know, when we, when you're lacking validation, it's hard because you get confused, you know? So it's like nice, it's nice to have someone there to just kind of be like, Hey, yeah, you're, you're doing it right. You know, just like keep, keep on keeping on. Mm-hmm. But like when you don't have that, you're like, well, what am I doing? Maybe I need to be skinnier. Maybe I need to be fucking blonde or I don't know. Maybe I need to have be in an MLM. I don't know. I, I don't know if any of this makes sense. I'm on my second cocktail. <laughs> <laughs> but is it making sense? See, that's another thing. It's like, I don't know if I make sense. I just kind of recorded. No, I, was, like, I was following you a little bit, but we got like like major tangent. Major, major tangent. I'm saluting. I'm saluting Major Tangent. (laughs) We don't need to buy sound effects. We can just make our own. Oh my gosh. Please. Okay. I'm going to shut up now. But I digress. (laughs) Shall we digress? We Um, both digress. Yeah. We're going to listen back and be like, what were we talking about? Yeah. I feel like we've been recording this for like four hours, but there's only like 42 minutes of. Oh my gosh. Seriously? Because we have gone way longer. Yeah, no, we're, this is, we still need to record some like before these. Well, this is our first time trying it. So I think that like, it's okay for us to kind of see where it goes and then, you know, we can always reevaluate on the next episode. Yeah. I'm just all about constant reevaluation. Just like, (laughs) you know, do whatever, do what you think is right. And then if it doesn't work out, just like fix it and don't feel ashamed about like, why it didn't work out. And then yes, make changes. yes, that's like all we're doing. We're so worried that it wasn't right. Figure yeah. out why and make the change. Yes. But be like, intentional. Yes. Be intentional. <laughs> I want everyone. I don't want anyone to listen to us, but I want you all to be intentional about yes. not listening to what we say. Because, yeah, we, we're we not weak. Now I want to talk about Rachel Hollis. So you should probably just get back to Opt- Op- Octavia. Oh, okay. Okay. So, <laughs> um, yeah. So I, I did want to point out in her post, I think part of the thing was like, I don't want to talk about her because she doesn't know about this. But I do want to bring up a cycle that I see, especially with the diet MLMs. And it's this. It's, this is what it is. They are supposed to be a coach, right? So you get to be a coach because you paid the money. But that doesn't mean that you're going to be any better on this diet plan than anybody else. And it's a hard thing to stick to to eat those, you know, manufactured meals five times a day. So they go through these cycles of like, I'm a coach and I have not actually been successful at this. I just paid the money and it seemed like something I'd really like to do. But like, I don't have the drive to lose weight, like with diet and exercise. I want this quick fix too, but now I'm here to coach you into doing it with me. And there's a lot of failure happening because it's, it's hard in general to do this. And then, so then they like go on and they'll write like this self deprecating post about how they failed. But 
you know, they're going to get back on the wagon and they want everybody to join them. Like, I've seen this a, f a couple times, and I'm noticing that with her, too. And it's the same thing, like, oh, man. It's the same thing with, um, like, like many MLMs have this, like, where you're, and I don't know, this is where I wanted to ask you, because sometimes, like, if you don't meet your sales, sales goals and stuff, and you would have, like, this self-deprecating post of, like, I'm going to be intentional this time, and I, like, is that part of, the is that just them telling you like you need to share with your audience that you're failing at this or like what is the why do they why is this happening you know okay Explain. so <laughs> please please tell me <laughs> what's okay. going on behind the scenes well since i am the expert on everything um <laughs> okay. i could probably say that what is going on here and okay actually just totally joking like me personally because I made these posts all the time so I'll talk about my experience and how I was coached um yeah but that's exactly it what what they say is they say okay well your audience needs to know that you have a goal and if they know that you didn't hit your goal they will be more likely to help you along the way so you don't want to post you can't just post about not reaching your goal and be like wah I didn't mean my goal because you all suck. You can't say that because that's rude, right? But what you can say is like, oh my gosh, I listened to a Rachel Hollis podcast and I feel so motivated to kick my goals in their little booties and I'm going to be the best, I'm going to be the best boss babe I've ever been this month. Who's with me? It's fucking March. It's March. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> and then and then everyone's like, yeah. <laughs> oh my god. And then everyone turns into Hulk boss babes. And then they just go <laughs> and then it's like a superhero movie and they just go smashing all their goals and just like every day they're like, look at me. Look at me. <laughs> Okay, so it works? No. Oh, okay. No, they don't smash work. their goals. They don't smash their goals. No, but like, well, this is what, okay, this is how it goes. So the, for the first two weeks of the month, you're like super boss babe out there, you know, like on the streets, like fucking uh, <laughs> smashing, Hulk smashing your goals. You know, like you take, is it Loki that he takes? Have you seen that, that one that I'm talking about where he smashes him? Um, where he smashes Loki? Yeah, I think it's Loki where they're like in the high tower and it's like near the end of the movie and he just like I've seen all of them like multiple times. I have no idea what you're talking about. It might not be Loki, it might be like Thor or something. He like takes him and smashes him. Oh, oh, on the oh, oh, yeah, that's definitely Thor and that's when he he smashes him back and forth when they're yeah. in that big Okay. That's, it's Thor. Um it's Thor and I always get it's my favorite one. It's um Yeah. where they get stuck in that weird trash planet. Oh, I don't, I'm, okay, I'm not going to remember any of this. I made a reference and I wasn't prepared to back it up. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's okay. Okay. Well, okay, well you didn't, didn't expect so, me to out-nerd you, but it's fine. I fucking love it. I'm, ugh, I have the best friends, like, ugh. Okay, so the boss babes are out there, like, Hulk smashing all their golds for the first two weeks, but they're actually kind of, like, not really taking it seriously. And then you get to the end of the month and you're like, oh my God, like I thought I was smashing my goals, but I really just like, 
I had too big of an ego. So like now I have to like really push hard to like reach those goals. So now I'm going to post at like ad nauseum about my goals and like I only or just need like, to sell- just- Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no. Just like I only need to sell 17,000 more pieces this month. Who wants to look at someone else's inventory? Okay, so like MLM 101, now that I know all the tricks that you've kind of, we've talked about in the last podcast, I've seen this go down. And as I'm watching her like journey progress, it's like, (laughs) I know I'm using like a lot, but I just don't even know how to put it into words, how all of these MLMs are so similar in their tactics. It could be, you could be selling anything and that's the same. Like, for example, one time you told me that you just want to post. I'm repeating this song because I was talking about, I want to go to college. Oh, I don't know. Maybe. I don't know where the rest of your thought is going, but we did talk about the engagement. We talked about the engagement posts already. Okay. Which are, which are like totally a thing, like. I don't, I didn't interject when you were talking about it before, but like, that's, so on social media, there's an algorithm, which basically is like this tool that social media uses that is a super big secret. But basically, if you're trying to use social media for capitalism, um, you need to kind of try and understand the algorithm for your post to be seen. So a lot, (laughs) a lot of time spent in an MLM is trying to figure out how to boost yourself in the algorithm. So they like Facebook has these big conferences where like they talk about things. And so like someone from an MLM would like go and then like report back on all the new Facebook changes. And like Tuesday is the day that the Facebook app does their updates. So like Tuesdays are totally a crapshoot for like posting because if there was a Facebook update, you know, like you couldn't post your pictures or no one would be able to comment or the pictures would post. And like, so Tuesday was always like a really big headache day in the MLM community, because if you can't post and people can't see your posts and you can't make money. So like, there'd be a bunch of group chats of people like bitching about Facebook updates and stuff like that. Like, this is the type of stuff that I had to worry about 24 seven. It's just like constant. And I feel like somebody has given her that same handbook. Because she yeah. just ran, she just randomly posted the other day like Arby's curly fries or McDonald's shoestring fries. Obviously, like, because those I'm are like, the only two what? fucking fries. That those was are just the an only... example. There was a it was different food. I just didn't want to no, call but, it out that hard. No, for sure. But I mean, like, it's just funny because that's what the posts are supposed to be like. They're supposed to only be like they promote black and white thinking, and so like you just want anyone to comment a word because if they comment on your thing then they're going to see your post more in the future so that's why you have all these posts that are like which baby name is good for the baby i'm never gonna have and it's like you know butt face or poo poo <laughs> <laughs> and then it's like we want just everyone on facebook to either say butt face or poo poo and then like you know you'll try and reply to them and be like ha 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 poo poo is a cute name i totally would almost get that one too and then it's like just this fake fucking cycle of fakeness it just makes me want to strangle myself so they literally tell you two choices yeah i was wondering the choices god i should just say what she said i don't know <laughs> but well i'm not trying okay. to call her out but but the choices were kind of like not related but like they yeah, were just, in a way 
it just like doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter what you post as long as people will comment on it. So like I made it just doesn't it just doesn't matter. Like you could post a picture of your tits and be like, ha, look, I, I made boobs. And then people would be like, well, I have boobs, too. Like, it just doesn't matter. That's crazy. Yeah, I didn't know that. But but that's definitely happening. So it's just like ha, I, I don't want to say like, oh, look, good for us. But like I'm I'm learning a lot from this, these conversations. Well, yeah, um, I'm, and I, I can recognize it now, and I'm like waiting for, you know, the next, ju- like the next part of her journey, right? You know, you, it's gonna happen. Yeah, but I'm also waiting for her to like contact me because I, not that like I interact with her posts, <laughs> but I kind of interact with her posts because I want to know, I I want to see like where this is gonna go, you know? Well, yeah, I mean, because. Because I feel like I could get her to respond to me. Sorry to interrupt, but I feel like I could get her. Well, and that's part of the thing that I think, you know, we talked about last episode, like, how do you help someone? And we always say, like, you know, you can't, you can't help someone, they have to help themselves. So in this situation, it's like, if you were to message her right now and be like, hey, listen, I have this podcast and MLM suck and you're going to die if you join this MLM, she's going to be like, fuck you. (laughs) You can't like go up to people so hard and be like, hey, what you're doing is wrong. Because anytime anyone's ever told me not to do something in my life, that's the exact thing I want to do. Right. So like, that's just human nature. And not everyone, obviously, like I try and really hard not to speak in universal terms, just like in general, because it's really harmful, you know. Um, But I just feel like we're trying so hard (laughs) to just like, I don't, I totally lost my thought. What were we talking about? Um, a way to approach somebody like, but yeah. she can... it, it's like, we just want to help, but you can't really do anything because it's not your place yet. You know, it's like when you see a friend that like, you know, is hooking up with someone who's like super toxic and you're just like, Hey, like I see these red flags and your friend is like, yeah, but I like them. So I'm just going to like fuck around and do whatever. It's like, you can't stop them. Right. You just can't. Like, this is a relationship thing that, like, everyone knows that, right? You can't save your friend from the relationship that you see is bad because you just because you have that experience doesn't mean other people are going to understand it. You know, like, we have to make our own mistakes and learn from our lessons. Right. So it's like, I don't know. Like, that's where I get tough because it's tough for me because, like, I don't think that, like, that type of intervention thing like works like it could like I think it needs to be either like a full-on MLM intervention or like a very gentle like hey (laughs) I don't think this is gonna work and like here's all the facts and I really care about you and I'm gonna be here for you but like I'm I will 100% not support this like part of your life you know and then it's up to that person to be like because for me, if someone were to say that to me it, back then, I guess I probably would have been like, well, screw you. You're not worth my time anyways. But like as a person who has, you know, maybe had some growth since I've I've been out of an MLM, like I now can say like I can talk to my friends about things that aren't MLMs or like if I don't agree with someone about their political views like we don't have to talk about politics like I still love people just for who they are you know what I mean yeah like 
like you can talk to your friend and it's hard. It's especially hard in an MLM because they're taught to talk about it all the time, you know, but like there has to be a way for the people like us now who want to try and help people in an MLM. There has to be a way for people to say like, okay, well, I can still be your friend even if you are doing this thing, because like these people need support, like, and I hope that we keep, yeah, I feel like I'm beating a dead horse whenever I say this, but like, I don't know what would have saved me or been different, you know, like I'm happy I got to the other side and like, I'm learning from it, but like, I just have no idea. I just have no idea what would have helped. The only thing that would have helped is like self-awareness, you know, and you can't, you can't just, you can't just fucking wake up one day and have someone slap you with a self-awareness stick and just like have it all make sense. You right. have to like really put in the work. So like, if I don't know who listens to this podcast, so maybe people share this podcast with people who are thinking about joining, or maybe you've already been out of it or whatever, but like, I don't know. It's just, I feel like we try so hard to compartmentalize ourselves and only show certain parts of ourselves to people who like, can handle it. And I don't think that that's necessarily a bad thing, you know, like, okay. Like, okay. Okay. So like you're my best friend, right? But yes, (laughs) (laughs) but I don't, but I don't, we just become best friends. (laughs) Wait a minute. (laughs) Am I? (laughs) Okay, but like you're my best friend, but that doesn't mean that like everything I need, I'll be able to get from you. I have other friends that I talk to about like different kinds of things. You know what I mean? Like, I I love you, and I want all of you, and I will tell you everything. But like, I don't know. It's just like this expectation that like one other person can be like everything we need. It's like it's okay if you and I talk about certain things, and like I talk to someone else about different things. Does that make sense? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Why am I talking about it? I don't know. I'm saying that because I'm like, okay, so where uh, where is this coming from? Are you telling me that you're telling other people other things that you're not telling me? Because I'm just getting a little jelly. Okay. Well, that's that's not no. That's not. (laughs) I I literally like. Well, I guess this is a bad example because like I. I just cut all this out. <laughs> okay. I'm saying that like a lot of people think of car- compartmentalization as a bad thing. But like it might, it actually is like a tool. So like if you're compartmentalizing like on purpose, you know, like, hey, I have this friend who's in an MLM and like, I still really like this person, but I don't support what they're doing in an MLM. You can still be their friend and just like, have it be like a hard boundary for your friendship that you don't talk about MLMs. Oh, okay. So MLM would be like, you know, if you have a friend that likes a certain politician, you just never talk about that, but like you can still be friends. Yes. Like this, it's exactly the same thing with like, you know, everyone's cutting out their family right now because of politics. And it's like, I get it. It's exhausting if you're going to talk about politics, but like, and you don't agree with someone, but I mean, if we're just going to be blunt, like, I just think that, like, there's a lot of cult stuff going on in politics nowadays <laughs> in America. And, like, I just see, like, the same thing happening. It's, like, all these people are, like, now in this cult and everyone in their family is, like, fuck you. 
And like right. that only it only exacerbates the problem. Like every time you say fuck you to someone who doesn't agree with you. And like, I understand that I say fuck you a lot. And like, it's mostly because I just it's don't care when people. I do it. It's different when I do it. I do it right. <laughs> but like, uh, it's just kind of like if. If someone wants to come and talk, like, okay, if someone wants no, to come I think talk. No, I think what you're trying to say, sorry to interrupt, but I think I could put towards what you're trying okay, to say. do it. Because <laughs> you're struggling. Let me get I'm you off struggling. the struggle. You're get, saying, like, me. I don't care what you say about me. I'm still going to live my life, and I'm not going to cut you out because you're saying that about me. Right. Whereas, yeah. like, in politics or whatever, if, like, and it's happening in my family right now. Like, I have family members that are not speaking a son and a mother are not speaking to each other because of their different political ideologies. So, yeah. And that happens in MLMs all the time. People just are like, well, that person's in an MLM now. I lost that person. And it's like, I understand it. I get it because it's exhausting to like deal with it. But like, I'm just saying, why can't, why can't friends and family who are like, love each other and want to work through it. If you want to work through it, just say like, Hey, my safe word is banana. When I say banana, you better shut up about whatever we're talking about because I want our relationship to survive whatever's happening with you. You The problem with that is that when like, okay, if I were to say like, Emma, I don't want to talk about this. That was all you did. Like you ate, slept and breathed in I know, but Check that was Facebook. the problem. So, like, if I were to say, like, we're not talking about that, like, we, what else would we have at well, that point know. in time? Well, I don't know because no one ever gave me that chance. Like, I'm not trying to put blame on anyone. I'm just trying to, like, actually, honestly, like, talk about it to try and, like, figure something out. Like, I'm not saying I have the answer, but I'm saying, like, I did eat, sleep, and breathe it, and that was a problem. It's because I was addicted to it, and it's all I ever thought I should do. So, like, I don't know what would have happened if someone was, like, hey, like. Like, I don't want to talk about this, but we can talk about other things. Yeah, like, maybe I I don't, I mean, I just don't know. Because, like, there's, I feel like there's so many fair weather friendships where people just kind of, like, check in and say, like, "Uh, hey, I hope everything is, like, so great with you. And then, like, don't ask a question or don't, like, actually want to engage. They just, like, selfishly want to reach out and say, like, hey, I'm thinking of you and that's like good enough, you know? And then like, if you try to actually engage, you could just tell that like people don't actually want to talk to you. They just want to make themselves feel better by reaching out saying like, I'm thinking about you. It's like, okay, well, do you want to actually hear what's been going on in my life? Because like, I don't really feel comfortable talking to you about that because you don't actually care. You just want to say like, hey, what's up? You know what I mean? (laughs) No, I don't. Who are these people in your life that do this? (laughs) I guess, like, all my MLM friends and, like, family, because I've been, like, alienated for so long, like, people just reach out and I, like, try to have real conversations. And that's why, like, when you and I talk, it's like, thank God. I think that's why it feels so good because no one else is going to say what they fucking think. Everyone is just, like, tiptoeing around me the entire time because maybe, maybe because of who I was before. Like, I don't know. Like, I don't have the answers. I'm just trying to figure it out. I don't get it Hmm. because I've always felt, like, so misunderstood and, like, just, like, no one actually wants to hear what I have to say. And like most people are kind of operating in a way that's very self-centered. So like when, like, it's just a different way of living. Like I used to be like that all the time. I would just text people and be like, Hey, what's up? But like not actually want to know what was going on with them. You just kind of like complain about 
whatever's going on in your life and that then like that's it do you know what does that sound familiar at all um I I'm kind of like not really and this is why like I am the kind of person where I only have like one good friend through each stage of my life I don't have like a lot of like acquaintances or you know so I and the people that I'm close to I I'm really close to so I don't have like those random acquaintance acquaintances or or whoever I'm not that kind of person I just have one person that I'm really close to through like I have my college friend I have my restaurant friend from this restaurant I have a restaurant friend from that restaurant I have like for every job I've ever worked I kept one friend that I got really close to and like you know so I just operate differently I guess but no, like, I'm saying that, like, I'm the same way. Like, I don't have very many friends, but I have all these people in my life who, like, are pretend friends. Because, like, that's, like, how... I, I don't like, think I have that. You don't have... Um, I'm trying to think. But, like, I don't... Like, I don't... I don't... Maybe it's just, like, me trying to, get, like, get validation from everyone all the time. And I've just, like, created these weird, like, networks over time of, like, people who, like will reach out. I don't know. Maybe it's just an MLM thing. Like it's only my MLM friends who do this, I guess, now that I'm thinking about it. Like I don't have people from my past reaching out to me to see how I am because no one gives a fuck about me. Like that's how I feel. You know what I mean? Like I feel like I've lost so many friends over the years because I wasn't self-aware. Like I was just operating out of my pain, just being like, fuck off everyone. Mm-hmm. Like in the bad I I in, the, in the bad way. You're being too hard on yourself. Mm-hmm. I think people grow and change and like I don't know. I had like, okay, for instance, like one today, one of my best friends from high school just reached out to me because she saw something that I posted on Facebook and um, we had a whole full on conversation and she's coming on the 20th. She's flying out to Florida on the 20th to come visit. And I that's really cool. (laughs) That's fucking awesome. And I haven't seen her in like maybe six or seven years. Well, I I love that. That's like, I don't, but that's, I don't know. Okay, so. Those are I'm the types give, of people that I have in my life. I don't have anything else that's, like that I can think of. That's really fucking cool because, I mean, that's, no, and I'm being like, <laughs> I'm being so genuine. Like, I think that that, it's really amazing because like, I'm ta- I'm not talking out of my ass. I got a text from one of my old MLM friends this week that was like, hey, I'm just thinking about you. Like, hope everything's fine. And it just like, didn't ask any questions didn't actually warrant a response. She could have just sent it and I could have never responded. But like, I tried to respond because I care about the person and like wanted to engage with her. And then it was just like, every answer I got, I was just like, why am I doing this? Because it was just like one word answers or like, if I said something, it was like, I don't, I don't know. Like, I was so frustrated by it because it was like, oh, yay, finally, someone reached out to me. And like, you know, I do have friends. But then it's like, when I respond to them with something real, they're just like, okay, I don't care. And just like, peace out. Like, no one wants to actually hear what I have to say is what I'm saying. Like, and not you and not the podcast, because like, you know, and not Twitter, because Twitter is great. And they all listen to me. But like, my entire life, I've been trying to get people to be like, hey, like, I'm not a piece of shit. And I do have things that are valuable to say. And everyone's just like, flick, fuck off. You know what I mean? Like, they've been doing that to me. So I just like, do it right back. Like, I just, that's why this is so hard for me is because it's like, I feel like 
everything feels so good right now. And like, I don't feel this way anymore. But like, people from the past just keep being like, hey, here's a little text just to remind you how shitty I was and how much your life sucked when you were in an MLM and how nothing means anything because they stole your entire identity and like sucked you dry. And like, I just like, I don't want that. I don't want any of that. I don't have time for it anymore. But this is the type of stuff that I was allowing into my life before. Yeah, that's what I want you to think about. This is what you were allowing into your life. Like, we've gone right. over this. Like, why do you not delete people off Facebook? This whole, like, situation, yeah. you know? No, and exactly, but yeah, you have, exactly. That's, that's what I'm seeing, because I, I mean, maybe I'm just weird, but, like, I don't have, I don't, I yeah, I don't know. I just don't see no. <laughs> those people, like, maybe I just... I'm not thinking about it because I wouldn't consider them a friend. Like if I didn't have that closeness with them, then I'm like, ah, they're not really like, right. no, I mean, that. I that's, don't know. No, your perspective is in my opinion, the healthy perspective. And I'm just describing my like deranged perspective of how I was like going through life until like, I don't know what, five months ago. When did we start this podcast? <laughs> like, I'm just like, I, that's, like, I always felt like I needed therapy because I could see other people having more substantial relationships in their life. And I w- would look at people and be like, well, I don't have that. So, like, I know something's wrong, but, like, I never knew what it was that was wrong. Like, I just never knew. Like, I fucking could see it. I could see everything that was missing in my life, like, through other people. And then, like, all of a sudden, things, like, started to, like, make sense. And I started to, like, get information about, like, oh, this is why you're so fucked up. And, like, I say that, you know, in a way of, like, you know, understanding my own problems. Not that, like, I was... Okay, because I was about to stop you and be like, okay, first no, of all, like, <laughs> no. <laughs> right. But, like, it's hard to, like, it's hard to, like, explain these things and, like, emotions in ways that, like, you know, are rational. It's like, I know that I wasn't broken or messed up. And I know that, like, this is just like part of the human condition now, but like, that's how I felt like, cause it was very centered around me. Like, I don't know how else to describe it. Like, and I always love having these conversations with you because like, I just like, will say something that like is my universal experience. And you're like, no, what? And I'm like, Oh wait, that's not what life is because that's what I thought it was this entire time. Like I just had like a fucking deranged outlook on what love and relationships and like everything was, you know? So like now I'm trying, I'm fixing that (laughs) by doing stuff like this and having these hard conversations. Like this is, this is, this is it. (laughs) Okay. So the person that reached out to you that basically was like, how are you? But then didn't give you the time of day. Would you consider them like a close friend? They, they were one of my best LuLaRoe friends, like my best LuLaRoe friend that I talked to all day, every day. And when, how do you, you haven't talked to them in a while? No, like things, once I left, it just kind of like, I think, well, I think the problem is that we probably only talked about LuLaRoe. Like we did talk about other things, but like most of the content of our relationship was based off of you know, we were both struggling and like not understanding why we weren't successful. And so we would just like, you know, bounce ideas off of each other or like you just be there for each other when like, you know, you went live and no one showed up and you would just like cry for three hours afterwards because like you needed to make whatever payment the next day, you know? Oh so gosh. like, so that, is that real? <laughs> Did that really happen? Yeah. 
Yes, oh it happens all the time. Gosh. Like, you don't like I try You're to not get exaggerating. To, I'm not exaggerating. Like Oh my gosh. You do this business and when you want this business to like be your main income, like you put everything into it. Like you have to lay everything on the line. Otherwise they tell you it's not gonna work. So like you put your everything into it because that's what they tell you you have to do. Like that's what I'm saying. It's so messed up. Like that was my entire life is like trying to look pretty to go live on Facebook so that people would click on my face because I had to look a certain way to get people to like join. And then if I wasn't talking about something interesting, when someone first got on the video, they might not stay around. So I had to be like continually interesting and just fucking like on all the time. And then you could, you could still go live and do all that for like an hour and not sell a single thing. Yeah. And like that happened every single day and you had to do that every single day and come up with new ideas every single day. And like, otherwise you weren't going to be able to feed your family or like make, keep the lights on. Like, I don't, I've talked so much about how shitty my everything was and like what bad decisions I made. But like, I don't think people understand like my cell phone was shut off. I didn't have a bank account. Like, you know, our, our utilities were like months and months behind, like, like we were in a really bad spot and it's just like so fucked up, you know, that like I caused that through my vulnerability and like, and I, this is like a hard part too. Cause like, I don't want to victim blame. Like I know it's not my fault, but like there was a part of me that was vulnerable to this. And like, I know that like, if I don't want to be vulnerable to things like this, like I have to build my defenses you know, like I have to figure out why I was vulnerable to that and why I let it get to that extent. Otherwise, it's just going to happen again. I don't want my life to be like that. I don't want that. Hello. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm here. I just am going to cry. So I stopped talking. <laughs> oh, OK. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. I promised I w- I like promised myself I wasn't going to cry on this episode. <laughs> And then I realized that, like, really, I just got to, like, you know, not put expectations on myself because um, I just cry all the time. So, <laughs> yeah. Okay, but, but can mean, we this- go back to the friend thing? Because I know I, like, yes, I'm please. I'm kind of interested in that because, okay. <laughs> so, please. I'm trying to figure out, the, like, the relationship, like, if it was a real, do you feel like, okay, the only way that I could describe, like, my relationships with my friends is, like, I feel like we vibrate on the same plane. And so I'm on the same, like, level as, like, like a connection, like, not in, like, a romantic, but, like, I just have a connection with those people. Did you feel like you had a connection with that person? Um, I mean, yes, because, like, the first time we met, it was, like, I didn't have a lot of, like, LuLaRoe besties. It's not like she was just, like, the new LuLaRoe bestie of the month or whatever. It was, like, we kind of met, and it was, like, and you oh, clicked? like, yeah, and we clicked. And so it was, like, mm. then all of a sudden it was just, like, we, you know, did everything together when it came to LuLaRoe because all of a sudden we had someone that we could like click with. And so it's like when, when she reaches out, it's kind of like, I want to be there for her because maybe she's struggling and like, maybe she just doesn't know how to say that, you know, so maybe I could help her if I like, just be there for her. Like, I'm trying to actually live what we talk about on the podcast, you know, I'm not just coming on here and preaching and then like, you know, doing whatever I want. Like I actually do care about people and I believe in people, you know? So like I got that olive branch and I was like, wow, maybe like, maybe we can be friends. And then it was just like, every message was just like 
fucking deflated my soul. And it was like, I can't, I, I can't. Is she still in it? I think so. I mean, I'm guessing so. I don't really know. I feel like she probably would tell me if she had left, you know, just like, hey, I quit too. (laughs) But I don't know. Mm. I don't, I, I deleted my social media. Like when I say that social media, like I was addicted and it like partially, you know, was to blame for like my problems or like, you know, I got too far into it. Like, I mean it, like my life is so much better since I deleted Facebook. Like I just don't even have to worry about it anymore. And like every time I went on Facebook, it was just all my LuLaRoe friends or all my friends that I lost touch with because of LuLaRoe. And like, you know, I just think like maybe I could be friends with them eventually. And it's like, why do I want to be friends with any of these people that like let me go so easily? You know, like why don't, why can't I just like let myself be free of all of these like old relationships that like honestly weren't even friends to begin with. And like looking back on my old friendships, I just think about all the different ways that like I was used by those people. And I don't, and that's helped me a lot because I have a lot of like guilt and shame over like the friendships that I've lost over the years, just because I am like a very guilty and like you know, that's part of my thing is I just like feel a lot of guilt and shame about everything that I've ever done. So like, but now I'm able to like, look back on those friendships and be like, wow, that person was actually super toxic and like using me the entire time. And maybe the fact that I just like, was drunk all the time and acting out was because like, I never felt like I had agency even in my own friendships, because I just had to do whatever my friend wanted to do. Otherwise, I would be like shamed or guilt tripped or like, you know, so like we would go out and drink and it would be like, I don't want to go out tonight, but I would have to because they would guilt trip me into it. So I just get fucking wasted and just do whatever the fuck I wanted because I didn't even want to be there in the first place. Hmm. But like if I would have just had a friend that would have been like, oh, yeah, you don't want to go out tonight. Like, what's up? Like, that's like I had friends that just like didn't care about what I wanted. They just like dr- I was I just allowed myself to get dragged into anybody's shit. Like, I just was floating through life being like, oh, you need me for this? Here, here you go. Just use me. I don't care what I get in return. It's just like, it's just entirely all fucked up. Like, that's why I was, this is why, this is the problem. This is why I was so sucked into LuLaRoe because I already had all these other issues that like allowed me to be the perfect person to just like mm, drink all that Kool-Aid. Like, I don't know. It just. It just really got me just because of like all the shit that I've been through. It was just like the perfect storm. Dang. Yeah. I'm like really curious about like these friendships now though, because I feel like, (laughs) because no, honestly, because I always felt like I never had enough friends. Like what's wrong with me? Why do I only have like one close friend, like in every, every like situation? Yeah, but maybe that's same. because really you only click with a certain amount of people. Not you're not going to get along like that or have that connection with everybody. Right. Well, I think, yeah, and that's very true. But I think so many people think like they don't have value unless they have, you know, like 40 friends because that's what they see other people do. So you kind of think like, well, maybe I should be friends with everyone. And you try to like, I don't know. I feel like that, like with my sister, she has like a huge friend group. Right. And they're like, she's always doing something like with everything right it changes every like four years it's never this yeah (laughs) 
And then like yeah, someone so, like, should that have been like a really good friend next week. She's she doesn't like them anymore, you know. And then it just yeah. keeps swapping in and out. Oh, that's this is kind my of new like, friend. Where did he come from? <laughs> that's kind of like how it was for me a little bit. It was just kind of like wherever I was is where my friends were. And like for the most part, with like very few exceptions, like you and some other maybe like one other server friend, like I just don't keep in contact with like anyone. But for me too, it's like a lot of my type of like trauma like involved alienation from other people to like keep me in the dark about like what was acceptable abuse wise, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like if I didn't if I didn't know that what was happening to me was abuse, then like I could just I would just have to accept it because I just wouldn't know any different. So like I was very isolated from just the world um, in general. And I, sometimes I just wonder if that has anything to do with like, you know, like why I'm not close with my family or my friends or like anything like that, because I just like was isolated purposefully. Yeah. To like, I mean, but not, but not in like, it was in a way to like, that was made to protect me, but like it, it wasn't like, but I think that's like how it's served on a platter when you're in an abusive relationship. Like you don't yeah, need anybody exactly. else. You just need me. So that, I mean, it's, it is. It's just, and that's just like what the MLMs do. That's why there's, that's why, that's why I started this podcast is because I could just so clearly see those correlations. Once I was like made aware of them, I was like, oh, well, this is exactly what the MLM did to me. Like Which exactly. brings it back to that one thing where you're saying when you try to talk to your friend, they're like expecting people to say what I want to say which is this is wrong and then they say well those are just your haters and they're they're not going to be there when you're successful yep and that's why that's why that's why mlms are so successful is because they do the abuse thing and they say hey this is what people are going to say about you when you say this and then it primes your brain to be like wow that person who's abusing me was right because that person said this when that person actually just knows what red flags are and is like genuinely trying to help you but like the abuser has set it up in your head that like they're the good guy and this is what's what the bad people are going to say. It's all good and bad. It's it's like it's setting up in the victim's brain that like black and white thinking is like a really big part of it. You know, there's there's this way or there's this way. One way is good, it's our way. The other way is bad. That's the other people's way. And it doesn't matter who the other people are. It just matters that there is another person. There's an opposing group and they're bad. It doesn't matter who, just we're good. They're bad. Yeah. It's like very basic, like one of the things, you know. Hmm. Yeah, I've like I've kind of heard you talk about black and white thinking before, but like it totally it's starting to make sense now. I see that. Yeah. Well it's, it's weird. Just, that's how it happens too. And like I still will find so much irony in the fact that LuLaRoe brought me into the self-help universe and like the self-help universe is a capitalistic disaster on its own. It's just like a ton of ideological rot everywhere. But I would hear little bits and pieces of things like that, you know, like black and white thinking or like this or that. And then I would kind of like learn a little more and think that I understood it. But then I would have like a real realization where it was like, oh, wait, if you can like break through all the crap that they're like trying to sell you, there's actually real meaning here and they don't want you to know the real meaning because then you'll realize that like 
all this stuff they're trying to sell you isn't worth selling. It's just, a, it's like they, it's like I watched the movie The Secret and I really want to talk about that on a future episode because that's, it's like the same bullcrap. It's just like they want you to know the secret, which is like just the basic knowledge. They don't want you to actually understand what they're saying because then you won't buy their stuff. <laughs> so it's all it's all very like vague and like like hooey. And you're like, OK, well, I totally want to believe that. And then you just buy into it. And then you think that you have the answer because you've bought something. You like have something. You've spent money. You've got something. You're like, okay, I have the secret now. This book is the secret that will fix all my problems. And like we were talking about earlier, people don't actually want to do the work. So they buy the macros. They buy these little Optavia things and think that that is going to fix the problem. That the, the problem doesn't even exist. Like, it doesn't matter what you look like. You don't have to change it. Like, fuck. <laughs> it's just so frustrating. Oh, girl. It's like we're talking. It's like we're talking in circles all the time. But like, that's the point. That's what they want. They don't ever want anyone to figure this stuff out. I feel like the more we talk in circles, the more like we might actually find some answers, you know? Yeah. (laughs) Because you have to repeat the stuff over and over again for it to kind of click. Yeah. Sucks. I feel like this whole episode was kind of one big tangent. (laughs) Yeah, kind of. But like, we, but we did got good. places. We did do stuff. We didn't even talk about the um, the compensation plan. Yeah, or the income. But spoiler alert: it's a pyramid scheme. <laughs> it looks like a pyramid. It talks like a pyramid. It walks like a pyramid. Yeah. So I'm not. I didn't. I don't want to really go through the compensation plan because it's confusing AF. And also, um, it's, I mean, we've, we've done a couple episodes like this where we go, we read other companies' compensation plans. So if you're curious, we can link the, um, compensation plan so you could look through it, but you also can listen to another episode. Um, yeah, it's just all kind of the same. The Beachbody one, the Mary Kay compensation plan, they're all built on the same concept, which is just recruit a lot of people. And you don't get extra uh, money for how much you sell. It's not based on how much you sell. It's based on how many people you recruit. And then then you build a pyramid and you want to be at the top. And then there's lots of like weird abbreviations, PD, NELB, like, you know, it's same kind of crap. Yeah. And then... The income disclosure, spoiler alert, <laughs> you don't make money doing this. Gosh, it's not that's sustainable. So that's so weird. You would think that, you know, you just make so much money. <laughs> yeah, so um, pretty much like the gist of it is just like a pyramid, the top of the pyramid is the smallest. It's like, you know, like if you picture a pyramid, one person at the top and the bottom half or it, it bells down, right? Like, so the one person at the top, 0.2%, not even a full percentage, but 0.2% of the company is at the top. That makes the $200,000. Everybody else, like 4%, 
so let's say that like the average American salary is 50%. 50. Only or 50,000. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I'm like, the um, average American. 50%. No. That's what you make. <laughs> you make. You make 2% per hour. <laughs> sorry. I'm getting like, I always do this when I talk about numbers. I always flip things and say things. It's like tricky. Okay. Tricks yeah, my brain. Your brain is a brain. But the okay, the average American makes fifty thousand, and let's say that's a livable wage. So like they say, the bracket on this little like sheet for thirty thousand to fifty thousand. Everybody below that making less than that is ninety six percent of the company makes less than fifty thousand dollars. And like that's honestly calling fifty thousand dollars a living wage is like. I mean, maybe it is. It just seems pretty generous. But like, majority of everybody doesn't make, doesn't even any. come close to that. Like, I'm talking like, like well, the twenty two, twenty two percent have no earnings. Yeah. So I mean, I'm yeah. I don't know if I'm even explaining it right, but basically, it's a pyramid, you know. Yeah. Most people then, at the bottom don't make shit. The person at the top makes the most, and that's how that works. The other thing I just want to point out real quick about this um, compensation income disclosure statement or whatever is like it shows the average number of months in the business to like reach that level or whatever. And the top level is 200 plus thousand, which is 0.21% of the company. But it says 89 months is the average number of months in the business. And has the company as an MLM even been around for that long? How like when did they start the their MLM branch? Because I feel like this is pretty. Um, did I say two thousand and sixteen or two thousand seventeen? Let me see. Has it well? Has it July, been eighty nine? July two thousand and sixteen. How many so is eighty nine months? Can you do the what, math really fast for me? Yeah, I'm gonna get my calculator right. Oh now. my god, are we serious right now? Should we cut this part out? Because that's embarrassing. No, it's not. Eighty nine months is you divide it by do twelve, right? Math, do fast math. Just, Get out of here with that. Seven years. Okay, so that hasn't happened? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> was, was I don't know what time is. Was 2016 seven years ago? I don't no, think so. No, 2016 it's, was four years ago. Yeah, so this is just like future predicting bullshit. It's not even real. Like, what <laughs> is, I don't know, like, I don't know what that means. Like, that's why I was, that's why I pointed it out, because I was like 89 months. Like, I don't. Well, they said 0.2% of the company got there. But. And they and they're saying that it takes an average of eighty nine months in the business to reach that level. So like, where is that number coming from? If they haven't been around there for that long, <laughs> I don't freaking know. They're just they're just being babies. They're just like we're gonna put numbers on this chart and hope no one looks. <laughs> Anyways, if you have an answer for us, and maybe you work for Octavia. And you want to explain this, it's fine. Just send us an email, anti-MLMpod at gmail.com. We'd be happy to discuss um, anything really with you. And like how many times is a company literally going to put a pyramid infographic in their pyramid scheme? In well, it's very thing. Like, are you guys dumb? Well, it's really important for you to understand, Francine, that everything is a pyramid. So the fact that there's a pyramid in the pyramid scheme, like notebook or handbook or whatever, like 
it's fine because everything's a pyramid. So it's just like life is kind of a pyramid. So like you would kind of expect like a pyramid to like show up in our <laughs> thing, you know, because it's just like we really are a pyramid. Like you're a pyramid. I'm a pyramid. We're all a pyramid. So it's fine. And you're drunk. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to rationalize it for you so people can understand the other side. <laughs> No, but you know what's crazy is, like, I kind of want to just send this to that girl and just be like, hey, can you explain this to me and see what she says? For real. <sighs> Should we wrap up? Is there anything else um, Octavia related? Octavia. I no. can say whatever I want. I literally want to put on her thing, too. I'm like, why can't you say the name of the company? I want to say, like, I'm like, I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> can you just like, I don't like, can you just say it here so everyone can like see like, why do what, like, just like call it out. Yeah. Like, why aren't you saying where you're getting this results from? Like, just act completely. Is it because you can eat in and out and lose weight at the same time? Oh, shit. I said in and out. I didn't mean to say that. Well, I will. Are we going to get sued? Do you think? No, I just didn't want to not- like. Like, I feel like she's going to come across this and be like, wait, is that me? (laughs) I'm sure that literally any, I think anyone listening to this podcast probably feels guilty because they, it's all the same. It's like, oh, that was me. That was me. (laughs) That's true. Like, it it doesn't matter. Like, it could could literally be anybody. Because I've definitely seen that post before where they're like posting a picture of food and being like, can you believe I could eat this and lose weight? Like, that's so, like... I've seen that a million times. Well, and just to like kind of throw back and bring up this point, but like it's super rude too because fast food isn't consistent across America. So like you could be posting in and out and someone on the West East Coast is going to be like, I can't have in and out. (laughs) Yeah. Like me. Yeah. So like, yeah, it's just annoying. (laughs) It's seriously like probably the worst part today. I got wiener schnitzel today, and then it's like, oh damn, I can't have wiener schnitzel. How yeah. am I gonna lose weight if I can't eat see. wiener schnitzel? Maybe it's because I eat Hardee's and you guys have Carl's Jr. that I'm not losing weight. That's probably why I look so good, is because we the West Coast just has Carl's Jr. Like I don't even eat there, but like we just have it, so I'm around it. It really like gives off that like oh glow, <laughs> that super burger glow. Burger like, just, glow. Yeah, I like just pound burgers in my face all day from Carl's Jr. And then I drink crack, so I look good. Pretty much. But Hardee's and Carl's Jr., even though they look the same, smells like a duck, walks like a duck, it's not a duck. Did you get that? Wait, are you joking? No, it's disgusting. Hardee's is not good. They're not the same? Um, They are supposed to be, but they're not. Like, they're... You think that... You think that maybe you just have, like, a crappy franchise and they're not working hard enough? I think one's a fraud. That's what I think. <laughs> I think, you think they're one just... is a liar. <laughs> you, think, you think... No, this is just allegedly, folks. We're not claiming. <laughs> this is just allegedly. No, I'm claiming. I'm going to make a claim. Oh, shit. This is... Wait, everyone stay tuned. This is fast food drama. You heard it first here. <laughs> no, like, it is not good. <laughs> Like, I'm just, I'm so, I'm so frustrated at the food on the East Coast. 
Oh, you know, man. like it's driving me nuts because we don't have Hawaiian barbecue. What? We don't have In-N-Out. We have Hardee's, which is a knockout version. There's only two Del Tacos in Orlando, and that's it. And they're oh, like, wow, I'm surprised so you even have Del Tacos. Like, I think that I didn't know that they had spread out. Yeah, there's two of them. But I'm also scared to go there because what if that's not the same? You know what that's going to feel like? Wow. That's like a really big risk. I totally understand because you. Because they're like, not getting the same ingredients from like the Eat West Coast. It's not like they ship over the stuff, you know? Like oh, even, that's... okay, I transferred companies. Like I worked for one restaurant on one side of the coast and I came to the other coast and worked on like just transferred and the food quality is different. So like some, like some of the things that are the same menu items taste different. That is so wild. I never even thought about that. But I mean, yeah, I mean, it makes sense because of, you know, sourcing and availability and all that stuff. But I just never thought about, is that why it costs so much to live in California? Because we're just bougie AF or like we got all the fresh, fresh fish and stuff. Um, I don't like, like, well, I don't, but they, like Florida's, over- <laughs> Florida's by the water too. So just, <laughs> let's just, uh... <laughs> if we fish, fish, fish. <laughs> California is the only place where you can get fresh seafood. So everybody <laughs> else just has to suffer. I, know, I never I, I never I never realized how privileged I was at this moment. You also have fresh vegetables too. I just want you guys like that is so California of you to think that you're the only state in the whole oh. you're the only place in the whole world that gets fresh fish. Okay, I was just trying to make a funny example, and it just did not turn out well for me. Well, because oh. I remember you talking about the produce and stuff, and, like, I just never thought about that, you know? So, like, I used the worst example in the entire world. <laughs> Fish! Oh, no. If you want to talk to, if you talk to, like, let's say, like, New England and, like, their seafood, I mean, they would be really pissed at you right now. Sorry from anyone from New England area. I formally retract my fish statement. (laughs) This is me me growing and learning. (laughs) I am learning so fast. No, but, like, to be honest with you, like, people from the East Coast, they have their, like, you cannot convince them that Starbucks is better than Dunkin' Donuts. Like, they are sold on Dunkin'. They want to love it. Well, they love it. They hate Starbucks. It's like they grow up with it, those things, and then they, they they don't like – like, everyone's like, Five Guys is better than In-N-Out. I'm like, well, no, it's really not. I promise you that. And they don't get it. Yeah. I mean, see, people just don't – this is what we've been talking about the whole episode. You can't see, you can't make people see things differently. You know, it's like Starbucks, you've explained to me how Starbucks like um, sources their coffee. And let me just tell you all, like Starbucks is a lie. <laughs> I always try to tell people that Starbucks sells sugar. That's what they sell. They sell sugar drinks. They don't sell like good coffee and I'm gonna stand by that like I'm not gonna lie I like to go get a sugary coffee drink from Starbucks but if the actual coffee is burnt it's crap yeah come and for like, me people come for come me, for me. <laughs> it's March <laughs> it's March <laughs> I can do anything oh my gosh um, yeah 
we're gonna get sued the fuck out of but uh yeah I just thought it was interesting it's like oh because I think we had this conversation because I was complaining about how my coffee tastes burnt a lot at Starbucks and you're like yeah well no one knows what they're doing there (laughs) and everything sucks and I was like oh that checks out yeah I um yeah anyways what did we talk about did we talk about anti-MLM stuff in this episode um, I think a, a little bit, but okay, in the beginning cool. of the episode, you were like, stay tuned. Cause we're going to talk about some psychology stuff and there, what else? Oh was there? yeah. Should we like well, actually do that since we said that? Probably I'll make it real quick though. So the cocktail that I want to talk about, because I've tried this tequila at a restaurant so long ago, like years, and I really loved it. And I just one been... of those bougie bitches that like knows tequilas. Okay. I'm on board. Okay. Get okay. Well, get on board because this train is leaving the station. <laughs> um, so yeah, I was like, we were at this restaurant in Old Town, and I was like, well, I want to sip on tequila because you know I was like on keto or something, so I like wasn't allowed to have anything fun. So oh my gosh, yeah. So I was like, I got their tequila list and just like pointed to one that maybe sounded cool, and it was the Espolón Reposado. And it was so good. And I just got it on the rocks and I was like sipping on it. And I was like, this is kind of like, you know, revolutionary. Ooh. And, yeah. And so for like the past two years, I've just been staring at this tequila on the shelf. Every time I go to the store and I'm like, nah, I'm not going to have it because I don't want to allow myself to have anything that I want, you know? So then finally I was like, I deserve this tequila. And it just happened to be at the same time that the new watermelon kombucha was stocked at my store, like Health Aid has this new flavor called watermelon. And I'd seen it on their website, but I didn't want to order a 12 pack because that's just excessive. So I got the tequila and then I rounded the corner and came to the kombucha like cold part and was like watermelon. I was like, this is fucking perfect. Like, so I was like all happy about my choices. And then I went to the register and the cashier was like looking at it and was like, started talking to me about it. And I was like, that's how I know I did something good because he was like, I don't like kombucha, but I'm like really curious about what you're doing here. And I was like, I know. And it turned out so good. Wait, so you put, you made a tequila watermelon kombucha cocktail? Yep. So I just was like, here's the tequila. You're going to pour it over crushed ice, let it marinate a little bit, you know, so that like it's a straw cocktail. And then just splash it with a little bit of watermelon kombucha. It's kind of like... So it's kind of like a watermelon margarita, but with more alcohol because there's alcohol in the kombucha too. Mm. And then it's like there's probiotics, so it's good for your tummy. And then tequila is like pure like agave, the, so it's I like, feel like the alcohol would kill that. What the probiotics? Yeah. Mm, well, I mean, there's alcohol in kombucha, so I don't think that that's how it works. But like, if you alcohol like. Well, I guess it's antibiotics something. Okay, carry on. I'm not even going to go into it. Anyways, that's it. That's all. <laughs> that's all. It's fucking delicious. The cashier thought I was cool, so. But I don't think out. you're selling me on the health benefits, but, like, it's okay. Well, I don't want to. I don't want to make false. I don't want to make false health claims. It sounds good, podcast. Yeah, so it's just delicious. And the health claims are just not, not anyone's business. Um. And then the second thing was philosophy, because I've been trying to, like, go back and relearn all the things that I used to be interested in to see, like, I don't know if I, like, am actually interested in them. So my major in school was political science with a focus on political theory. And 
I was looking back at one of my favorite old philosophers, who is Montaigne, who's a French philosopher, and his kind of overall philosophy was to indulge in the passions and that like, you know, he also really liked to write about philosophy from the standpoint of his own life and his own experiences. Hmm. And so when I when I was in school, I had to write an essay on his book. And the weekend that I had to write this essay was like Thanksgiving holiday. So I had come home and gotten super, super wasted um, with my high school friends. And in my essay, I wrote about how wasted I had gotten because the essay was about Montana. And he like was a proponent of using your own personal experiences for like philosophy or whatever. So I was like, oh, so cool. I was like so smart back then. And then I was like, wait, that's what I'm doing right now with the podcast. I was like, wow, things really like fall into place sometimes. So, yeah. Um, did Did your college professor like that? I think I got a pretty good grade on it, and I would have to go back and try and find it. I was kind of curious if I still had it somewhere, but I was like, really went out on a limb, and I think it worked out. It was one of my favorite professors, though. So, like, we had, yeah. God, I hated philosophy. Ugh. 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 My favorite. I just wanted to know all about political theory, so... Actually, it's worked out. That's one of the things that I've been doing with my time is I've been downloading a bunch of audiobooks about like history and philosophy and all sorts of things. And I've been like really getting into it again. So, hey, look, it I it helps me because I we talk about this a lot, like how I have like a warped sense of self-worth, you know, and like a lot of things that I think about myself that like I've done in the past are like I look at them as bad. And so like I really like don't. Like, the fact that I went to college just doesn't mean anything to me. I haven't done anything with my degree. Like, I'm in a shit ton of debt I wish I weren't in. Like, I just hate the fact that I went to college. But, like, now I'm trying to come to terms with, like, well, it wasn't a waste. Like, I still did stuff that I liked. And, like, I wasn't just a complete boner walking around, like, <laughs> without a thought in her head. Like, you know, like, I... Did you like, just call uh, yourself a boner? <laughs> I fucking... That's right. You heard me right. Uh, oh, so, yeah. like, I was... Great. <laughs> uh, why do we not use that to describe people? Like, what am I well, doing? <laughs> that's what I was doing. So, like, so now, like... I'm so much much wiser now so I can look back at that time and be like well I maybe was like kind of trying to follow stuff that I was interested in because you know I changed my major and like really I was like well I really did like political theory and like things like that that's why I changed my major from biology so I was like okay well I'm gonna kind of just dabble in all the things that I've been interested in in the past and that kind of came up and I just thought it kind of was like a little full circle moment where I was like I've always been doing the same weird things that I'm doing now. Just now I'm focusing the way that I'm producing them, you know? Yeah. And I always thought it was really cool that you had like a bachelor's degree in like political science. Yeah. What what was it? Political science? Yeah. Political science with a focus on political theory. Like most of my specialty classes that I chose were in the realm of political theory. Like, uh, we did one of my favorite classes was just war theory and like is war ever just and if so like when and how and like oh, studying different wars yeah like studying different wars from the past and like figuring out 
you know, and then like game theory, like prisoner's dilemma and stuff like that. I actually found one of my old professors on Twitter because I was thinking about him and I like looked him up to try and remember his name. And I was like, oh, he's got a Twitter. I'm just going to follow him. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, but I didn't like announce myself or anything. And he didn't follow me back. He's probably like, who is this weird ass chick who's following me now? But uh, yeah. Funny. Yeah. So I don't know. Just whatever. Just things about me that I want to talk about. Because I like talking about myself, and now you guys know why. There's a reason behind it. Yeah, but that's really cool. Mm. And I'm glad you well, shared the whole thing about, like, you're taking classes. Okay, can you tell us more about that? Because, like, just a quick little – because I yeah. didn't know you could do this. But you should okay, share so, that with the class. Okay, so this is one. This is going to be something that might piss people off because I'm using Audible, which is an Amazon company. And Amazon and Jeff Bezos are, like, you know, the enti- like poster boys for evil – these days. Um, but like we talked about earlier, there's no ethical consumption under capitalism. So I decided that because I like audio content that I would kind of like see what Audible had to offer me because I'd used it in the past. And they have these things called the great courses. And they're these audiobooks that are lectures from professors, just like, you know, different professors, different specialties. And you can just download audiobooks till your heart's content on like all sorts of topics. So uh, the one, the first one I listened to was on forensic, forensic history and like the history of forensics and like, like Nazi Germany and like different cases and just all sorts of different forensic information. And then I started one on existential, existentialism. And then I have like. I have like all sorts of like history ones that are like battles and I just downloaded like I just want to learn everything. So yeah. So yeah. So that's what I'm doing. (laughs) And I'm just really enjoying it. So I kind of like and I decided to start taking notes. So I got one of my old notebooks, my LuLaRoe notebooks, and I tore out all the old LuLaRoe pages. And now I'm taking notes because like I have a hard time focusing sometimes because like I'll get really distracted so now I'm trying to like take notes and doodle while I'm listening so that I like have something to do and maybe it'll help me actually learn instead of just like you know letting it seep into my brain and hope it stays there so yeah I like kind of feel like I'm going to college again in a good way that's like super cool yeah I've tried to do different stuff like this in the past before. Like uh, there's this website called Skillshare where you can go and there's a bunch of like videos. It's like a, it's like a fancier YouTube basically for like classes and stuff. Um, But I don't know. I just like never got into it, but I was like, this is part of like the problem solving thing that we kind of talk about is I was like, okay, well, what do I like? I like to listen to podcasts and I like to consume audio content because I can do it when I'm driving. I can do it when I'm cooking. I can do it when I'm laying in bed. Like I can pretty much just, do it all the time so I was like okay how can I use that to my advantage and then boom there it was Hmm. that's pretty cool yeah yeah I've been enjoying it quite a bit and that's what I've been kind of doing so yeah it was a good question I'm glad we talked about that yeah glad that I I'm glad that I like to talk about myself and that sometimes it works out Mm mm-hmm I just thought that was really cool, and I thought more people would benefit from something like that. So, thanks yeah, for sharing. Oh, well, thanks for thanks for caring enough to ask. Um, and this then when the- I'm not in school, like I'm gonna try it again. But 
I'm, or I'm yeah. gonna try it. But like, I have to take like real classes, and it's kind of cramping my style. Yeah, it's really, really unfortunate. <laughs> cramping your style. You gotta stick it to the man, or something. I don't know. Yeah, should we stop? Should we? Should we stop now? I think. Yeah, maybe. let's call it a night. Is anyone still listening? <laughs> Hello. Are you? Is anybody out there? Well, we hope that that you did listen, and that if you did, you didn't hate it. Yeah. Yeah, that's our baseline here. We just hope that you don't hate things that we do. Mm-hmm. And if you did, don't tell us because we don't want to know. Yeah, we just no one really cares that you don't like us. Just you know, go about your life. And like, if you if you do really like us, and you want other people to you know send out a little like dog whistle to be like these people are like you know worth spending hours of your time having them assault your ears then give us a five star thing and write a good thing and oh and i we might have said this before but we are going to start working through emails we love you all so much we do see your emails we just want to make sure that we are giving them the proper respect because after starting this podcast and realizing you know, how hard it is to share your story. It just made me want to make sure that we weren't just getting stories just to make a podcast, you know, like I really want to make sure that we're like respecting everyone and all that and doing justice to the stories that you guys are sending us because I know how meaningful and how hard it is to talk about it. So yeah, just thank you all so much. We're, we're here, we're listening. Um, and yeah, I guess, I guess that's it. All right. Pay, pay around. Give us money. <laughs> okay. Maybe, maybe sometime later, you know, tomorrow or something or whenever. If you have it, don't give it to us if you don't have it. All righty. Okay. Bye. Bye.